continuing on my second session on the book of Ephesians, which we started last month on Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 to uh, 6. Today we'll be covering from the same book of Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 to 14, we will be covering today. We will look at this uh, section, and I've titled my message for today as, I am a rich Christian. I am a rich Christian. Let us open our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 to 14. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 to 14. The Bible says in verse 7, In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace, wherein He had abounded us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure, which He had purposed in Himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time He might gather together in one all things in Christ, in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in Him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of Him, who worketh all things after the counsel of His own will, that we should be the praise of His glory, who first trusted in Christ. Let us bow our heads. Father, we pray for Your Word, Lord God. We pray that You will take Your Word, and Holy Spirit, we pray that You will minister to Your children. We pray that none of these words will go in vain, that it will reach every heart. Father, we pray that every heart that is hungry for You, and every heart that wants to learn from You, we pray that You will teach them, Lord God. Father, we pray for any type of hindrance, Lord God, in any form. We ask You to calm it, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I am a rich Christian. Can you tell that to yourself? I am a rich Christian. If I were to tell you that again, some of you will even laugh at me. And say, yeah, that's right, Brother Claudie, I am rich. And you will go a little further to say as to how poor you are, instead of saying how rich you are. However, I'm not going to talk about the riches of the standard of this world. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to talk about the riches of having houses and lands and cars and bungalows. I'm not going to talk about how much jewelry you have saved and all the money you have saved. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about spiritual riches that we have because of the result of who we are in Christ Jesus. Can I hear an amen? Amen. There are many people in this world who are living in luxury, yet they are spiritually poor. In luxury, but spiritually totally poor. They have all the things that the world has to offer them, everything that they want, but they are spiritually paupers. All the earthly riches will not get them to heaven apart from Christ. God says in His Word, in Matthew chapter 16, verses 26, For what profit is to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange of his soul? If there is anyone here today who feels you do not need God, you don't need God. You have everything that you want and you have it there in store. 
let the scripture bring life to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen to what Jesus says to the rich man in the Gospel of Luke chapter 12. We're not going to read it, I'll paraphrase it. In the Gospel of Luke chapter 12, verses 16 to 21, I'll paraphrase what Jesus says. Now here's this man who had to tear down his barns and he had to build a bigger barn so that he could put all his riches in it. After he finished doing this, after putting all his riches in the storehouse, now this man tells himself, Soul, he tells himself, Soul, thou art much goods laid up for many years. Take it easy. Let us eat, let us drink, and let us be in merry. He tells his own soul. However, this man for, forgot that there, was, there is a God above all situations. And God had to tell something about this man and about his riches. The man said what he felt, but now it was God's time to tell him. And let us look at the scripture, it says, But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose those things be which thou hast provided. I want to go a little more further to what Jesus had to say at the end of this parable. Jesus makes a statement and that statement is for you and me today. Jesus said, So is he that lays up treasures for himself and is not rich towards God. Laying treasures for yourself is not wrong, but if you are not rich towards God. God blesses you with riches, but you need to be rich towards His kingdom work. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Amen. amen? amen. Now, I'm going to say it one more time. Christians are rich. Can I hear an amen? amen. We are rich in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? amen? However, there are many Christians who live spiritual beggar's life. Spiritually, they live like beggars. Because they do not realize who they are in Christ Jesus. The enemy makes you not realize who you are in Christ. I'd like to share a small story that I shared about three years ago. But since it's, it's very relevant to this, what we are teaching, I will share it one more time. Where I read once there was a, a woman who lived in a town. She was a very elderly lady. And she lived in a house which was almost going to break down. She used to go to the garbage bins and collect cans to have food. In fact, as time went by, this elderly lady died of starvation. Of starvation. When a funeral was taking place, they found that they never had even money to bury her. They gave her a pauper's burial. And after a burial, the council decided that this house has to be demolished. So they sent the men to demolish this house. And when they went and they reached, the first thing they started tearing down the walls. And to their astonishment, they found that the walls were filled with money. All across a bedroom, not even in the hall. This woman died as a pauper. She was a very wealthy woman who didn't believe in the banks, she didn't believe in people, she didn't even believe in her family. 
and she died a pauper's death. Many Christians are in that situation right now, living like beggars, not knowing who they are in Christ Jesus. And that should not be our portion in Jesus' name. God's word tells us that we have been given everything we need to live. Number one, a successful life. Number two, a victorious Christian life. The scripture is found in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. We seen that last month that it says, We have been blessed with every, with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's the thing, revelation you need to have. Who are you in Christ? Let us quickly turn to 2 Peter, chapter 1, verse 4. 2 Peter, chapter 1, verse 4. By which you have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. One minute. Exceedingly great. Number one. Continue, brother. And precious promises. That through these you may be partakers. One minute. What will happen through these? What will happen? You will be partakers. You underline that word in your Bible if you have it. You are going to be a partaker okay. of the divine nature. One minute. Of what you are going to be partaking. You are going to be partaking in His divine nature. That's the nature that you should have. Not the nature of barking and shouting and bragging about things. But you must have a divine nature. Continue brother. Having escaped hmm. the corruption hmm. that is in the world. Through lust. Through lust. Now, lust doesn't mean only the physical. It's talking lust, desiring anything apart from God. Which is, you want more and more. You're never satisfied. Now, Christians are rich in the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, God says in Romans chapter 8, verse 16 and 17. Romans chapter 8, verses 16 and 17. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit. Number one, God's Spirit bears no witness with your spirit. That we are children of God. Number one, the moment you give your life to Christ, God's Spirit tells you within your spirit that you are now a son and a daughter of God. And, and as children, hmm. then heirs. Heirs of God. Heirs of God, number and, one. And number two. And joint heirs with Christ. Now you see where are you now? You are not here, but you are seated in high places. You have to understand that. All authority that is in heaven is being given to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Because you are seated with Christ. Amen? If indeed we suffer with Him. That's okay, brother. Thanks. It's time that we start living a life that God intended for us to live. Amen? Amen. We need to live a life with the knowledge of the riches we have in Christ. In Christ. I want to now go to our... To our Word and look at from verse 7 to verse 14. And I want to show you three treasures or three riches that we have in Christ. I want to share three treasures and three riches that we have in Christ. Number one, we have is redemption. Number two, we have is revelation. Number three, we have is reconciliation. So you have redemption, revelation, and reconciliation. Verse 7. Let us now look at the scripture and let us study God's word now. In whom we have redemption through his blood. Now let us look at the word redemption. This word redemption comes from the Greek word which means release from captivity. You are a captive to something. You are a slave to something. 
you are now released. In the New Testament time, there were about 6 million people as slaves to the Roman Empire. 6 million, not one or two, to the Roman Empire. So if a person needed to be set free, someone had to go and buy that person with a price. So every slave had a price over his head. In sense, do you know, all human beings are slaves to sin. We are slaves to sin. Jesus said in John chapter 8, let us turn to John chapter 8, verse 34. Whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. Let us open our Bibles. We are studying God's word. Let us see what the scripture says. If, if you do not understand that, the enemy will rob everything from you. You will come empty, you will go empty. And let that not be a portion in Jesus' name. Like the slave of Rome, Romans chapter 7 verse 14, the Bible says that we are all sold under sin. All of us are sold under sin. We need to be set free from sin slavery. Whatever you have no control over, sin has a hold on you. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 says, The wages of sin is the death. Way, the wages means, wages means the value or the price for sin. What's the value of price? Yes. Is, the wages of sin is death. Is death. So if we continue to live in sin, even though born again, even though spirit fails, but living a life of total sin, the Bible says is death. Many of us believe that moment you give your life to Jesus, straight away you're going to heaven. That's if you die on the cross immediately. But if you live your own life, I'll show you in the scripture later on. Now, thank God that we have been redeemed. John chapter 8 Verses 36. John chapter 8, verse 36. The Bible says, if The Son therefore shall make you free. Wait, if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. Now I want to tell you, do not condemn your brother or sister if God has set that child free. Amen? Amen? Amen. If somebody is set free, if they have given their life, they have confessed their sin, you have no right to condemn that person because you are taking the position of the enemy, condemning him. Our price of our redemption, the price of our redemption was the precious blood of the Lamb of God. That's the price of our redemption. Verse 7, look at verse 7 again. It says that our redemption is through His blood. Our redemption is through His blood. Now let us go quickly to Hebrews chapter 9. And look at verse 22, what the Bible says. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. And almost all things are by the law. Okay, the last part, brother. Without the shedding, and without shedding of blood is no remission. So there's no remission without the shedding of blood. Quickly, one more scripture. Matthew chapter 26, verse 28. Matthew 26, verse 28. Jesus said, this is my blood of the new covenant shed for many for the remission of sin. You see that? Now the question is, we must never lose sight of the fact that redemption is only by the blood of the Lamb, not by works. Let us quickly turn to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, and see what the scripture says. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. You are not redeemed with corruptible things. Amen. Like mm -hmm. silver or gold. 
from your aimless conduct received by tradition many people say because my grandfather was pope john paul the 27th my father was bishop paul the 30th so i am now a child of god not by see that what is it not from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers see not by tradition is going to save you you can be pope anyone you'll become a pope if you know you don't know christ you have to know christ continue my brother but with the precious blood of christ the blood of christ alone can atone for your sin amen yes brother as a lamb without blemish and without spot now the result of our redemption what is the result of our redemption the result of our redemption is the forgiveness of our sins amen that's the thing now in whom verse 7 look at that in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sin amen when god saved us he saved us totally not partially amen god forgave all our sins tell your brother god has forgiven all your sins that means everything is being cancelled in jesus name amen now listen to what god has to say about sin let us see what god says about our sin okay psalm 103 verse 12 as far as the east is from the west mm. so far has he removed our transgressions from us amen 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 what a poor amen you don't want god to forgive your sins no Let us go to one more scripture God have mercy. Isaiah 44 verse 22. Isaiah 44 verse 22. I have blotted out mm. like a thick cloud mm. your transgressions. God says I am now blotted out everything that you transgressed against me and and like a cloud mm. your sins. Now what he says see what he says I have blotted out I have cancelled I have removed now he the Lord is telling us something what he says return to me return to me I have forgiven have, you for I have redeemed you I have redeemed you with a price can I hear a amen amen let us look at Jeremiah 31 verse 34 and see what God talks about sin when we are forgiven Jeremiah 31 verse 34 for I will forgive their iniquity amen and their sin I will remember no more and their sin i will remember no more wives all wives are your sisters when your husband finds fights with you please remember not his sin amen i only hear one hallelujah how often our wives remember immediately what 25 years you did even before you were conceived in your mother's womb she knows your sin and she brings up everything to you husbands don't remember your wife's sins because god says i have cancelled it why are we why are we taking the place of remembering it amen, amen. now micah chapter 7 verse 19 he will gain he will again have compassion on us amen again he will have compassion on us in case we have gone in the wrong way we are coming back to him god says i will have compassion on you yes brother and will subdue your iniquity amen and you will cast all your sins into the depths of the sea now see this god says i will take your sins and i will cast it into the depths of sea the moment a fight takes place the wife takes a bucket dips it in the water from the bottom of the sea she pulls up all the sins but god says i have cast it up deep inside and those deep things we take out i'm showing you so many scriptures where the problem lies in families 
And that's the reason fight becomes bigger. God says, I have cast it into the depths of the sea. The wife says, I will bring it to the shallow. And husbands also, no, no, sorry sisters, even men do that. 1 John 1 verse 9. Thank you, Pastor. If we confess our sins, mm. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. Amen. There's a beautiful song that says, He paid the death, He did not hold, I hold a death, I could not pay, I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, amazing grace. Amen. Christ Jesus paid the debt that I could never pay. You could never pay your debt, but He did it for us. Hallelujah. Now, according to God's grace, verse 7, we are still in verse 7. We are in the last part. Verse 7. Look at it where it says, In of, whom? No, brother, last part. According, according to, the, to riches the riches of, his, of grace. his grace. Now, let us see what is it according to the riches of His grace. Number one, what does, I want to show you what does grace mean. Number grace. one, grace means God's favor when we deserve His anger. You see, it's God's favor, but we, just, we are supposed to deserve His anger. Number two, grace means God brings us in. God brings us into His family. Instead of cast us out. You seen what grace is doing to us? Number three. He gives us life mm. instead of death. What we deserve, we deserve death. But God says, I will give life to you abundantly. Amen? Love instead of hate. We are supposed to be hated for our sins. But God says, I will take that hate and I will give you love. Amen. Next. Blessings instead of cursing. We are supposed to be cursed and the only place we are supposed to be is hell. But God says, I will bless you and I will remove you from hell. And I will give you a beautiful place. Continue, brother. Pardon instead of judgment. We are supposed to be judged. But God says, I will pardon you for everything. Yes. Peace instead of pain. Hmm. Joy instead of sorrow. And heaven instead of hell. Amen. God's grace is limitless, limitless and infinite. Let us give God praise in His house. Let us give Him praise. All that He has done. We deserve, we deserve all these things on the right. But He has given us everything that is on the left. We don't deserve anything. But only because of His grace and mercy. That's what we are. My brothers and sisters, I want to share a small story to, with you. Of a young boy one day. This boy was very good with his hands. And one day he decided to make a small sailboat. He made this boat and he put the sails on, onto it. And since he lived near the stream, there was a stream near his house, he took this little boat that he took several months to make and he took it to the stream and he was sailing it. So every day this boy did it whenever he finished school. It came that one day when he took the boat out to play on the stream, there was a swift current and there was a heavy wind. Slowly, he didn't realize that boat that he made was swept away in the stream. The boy ran along the banks looking for that little boat, but he never found it. He came back, he waited till late evening, till the sun had gone down. He thought by some way someone will find it and bring it to him. The boat was not there. Day after day, 
Week after week, months went by. The boy went every day to the bank looking for his boat. He didn't find it. Time passed. A long time had passed. One day the boy was walking into the town. And as he was passing the streets, he looked at a shop and he, to his amazement, he seen many boats displayed at the window. And among all those boats, he found his boat there in the display cabinet. He was so happy because he knew that was his boat. Because he knew that he is the one who made that boat. He ran into the shop and he said, shopkeeper, I'd like to speak to the owner. And the owner said, I am the owner. He says, that boat belongs to me. It is I who made that boat. And the shopkeeper said, son, I'm sorry. That boat was sold to me by one of the fishermen from the village. And it was sold a long time back. And it's a heavy price that I paid for that boat. So the boy said, what should I do? He says, you have to pay a price for the boat. He left the shopkeeper's place, went back to his home, did all the hard jobs, working morning, noon and night, just to get that money to pay for that boat. And when the day came, he ran back to the shop and he, and he asked the shopkeeper, I have the money that is required for this boat. He took the boat, he held, it, he held the boat tight against his chest and he says, you are twice mine. I made you. You were lost. And now I paid a price for you. This is what Jesus did on the cross. He made us. Somewhere down the line, we have gone far away from him. He had to come and pay a heavy price. And he owns us twice. Amen? Amen? Give him praise in the house for what God has done for us. No matter how far you went, He came, He paid a price. He didn't have to do it, but He did it for you and for me. Amen? My second point, running out of time, verses 9 to 10. You don't have to read it, brother, we will go through it. Verses 9 and 10, we are going to look at. Having made known unto us the mystery of His will. Now, what is mystery? In simple words, mystery means something that was hidden in the past is now revealed in the future. It was, it was hidden in, during the Old Testament time. Now it is revealed during the New Testament time. Quickly, 1 Peter 2 verse 9. 1 Peter 2 verse 9. The dispensation the that we have been called out of darkness and into His marvelous light in Christ Jesus. We have been called out of darkness into His marvelous light knowledge of Him. Okay. There is no need for us to wander about in darkness when we know the will of God. When Paul used this word mystery, basically he was talking about the God's will. He was talking about how will you know God's will. Paul was telling, telling us that God's purpose was hidden in the Old Testament but was revealed or made known in the New Covenant. Now, when Jesus asked his disciples, he asked his disciples a question. And he says, he asked, who do people say I am? And what did Peter answer? Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And what did Jesus reply? Jesus said, Peter, blessed art thou Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed it to you, but my Father in heaven. In the New Testament time, the revelation of Jesus was given. Now, what is God's ultimate plan that has been known to us? Let us look at this. What is God's 
ultimate plan that has been made known to you and me in the new dispensation. Let us see. Verse 10. Look at verse 10. And let us see what has God given his plan. Number one, the, the dispensation of the fullness of time, just at the right time, what God is going to do? Gather, Gather together in all, all things in Christ. All things are going to be gathered in Christ. So whether those things are where? In heaven. In heaven or on, or earth. on earth. They will all be in, in him. him. You got that revelation now? That is what God's ultimate plan for you and me. Amen. Notice Jesus is the center of God's purpose in the universe. Jesus is the center. That's the reason without Jesus you can't go to the Father. God will, will gather everything under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us look at one more scripture. Philippians chapter 2 verses 10 and 11. Philippians chapter 2 verses 10 and 11. See what the scripture says. That at the name of Jesus, mm. every knee should bow mm. of things in heaven. Number one, things in heaven. And things in earth. Things in earth. And things under the earth. Mm. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Now there are many people, either in the past or even in the present, that they feel that they will never bow their knee to Jesus. They are arrogant enough. They are so arrogant. We do not need to bow our knees to this Jesus. And they have another arrogance that they will never bow or confess Him as Lord. That's the arrogance of the world. Okay? But, see the scripture which it says, that every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. To all the arrogant people, this scripture will be fulfilled. Because earlier pastor said that God will not lie. Amen? Amen? That was the scripture. He will not lie. And God will accomplish it. That's the beautiful song. He is Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord. Amen. Shall we all arise? He is Lord. Amen. He has risen from the dead. And He is Lord. Every beast shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. One more time. And He's my Lord. He's my Lord. has risen from the dead, and He is my Lord. Yes, my knees shall bow, and my tongue confess that He Christ is Lord. 
as we are standing, I want you to talk to the Lord and say, God, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Somewhere down the line, I was lost. I want to get back to you. I want to bow my knee to you one more time. It's a long time since I bowed my knee to you. Even my prayer life, I never bow my knee. I just sit and I talk to you. Give me grace to bow whenever I come before you. Give me grace to confess that you are Lord in front of everyone who is around me. People should be able to know that you are my Lord. It's not the things that I have, but it's you, Jesus. Give me grace that I will confess you before man. I will confess you before angels. I will confess you even before demons that you alone are my Lord. You alone are my God. You alone are my King. You alone are my Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. My last point. We have an inheritance in Christ. We have an inheritance in Christ. Verse, verse 11 to verse 14. Quickly, brother. Verse 11 to verse 14. We are going to look at these three scriptures. In whom? Verse 11 to 14. In whom? In whom also we, we have obtained? We have obtained inheritance. Mm. Being predestined mm. according to the purpose of Him mm. who works all things mm. according to the counsel of His will. Continue, brother. That we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of His glory. In Him you also trusted. Mm. After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of His glory. Amen. I want to show four parts in this verse that we read. Number one. The ground of our inheritance. What is the ground of our inheritance? Let us look at that scripture. Look at verse 11. The word says, in, in whom? It is in Christ Jesus. Our inheritance, the ground of our inheritance is only in Christ. As I said earlier, everything, every spiritual blessing we have is because of Christ. Because we are in Christ. Amen. Apart from Jesus Christ, we have nothing. If a person who is not in Christ, the only eternal thing that that person will receive from God, listen very carefully, apart from Christ, the only one thing the eternal that a person will receive apart from Christ is condemnation. If you do not know Christ, praise God that we have no condemnation in Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us look at Romans chapter 8 verse 1. What it says. There is therefore no, now yes. no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Who do not walk Wait, brother, wait. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But there is a catchy word now. This is the word you have to be very careful. Who, who do walk, not not after the flesh. flesh. So those who are in Christ Jesus have no authority to walk according to the flesh after knowing Jesus. If you start to know Jesus and then walk according to your own flesh, there is condemnation. People have the saying, once saved, throughout your life you are saved. But here is a scripture that says, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. You got the verse? Now, 
A second point, our inheritance is sure. Number one, our, our, the ground of inheritance, inheritance was Jesus, is Jesus. Our inheritance is sure. Look at verse 11, a part. We have obtained an inheritance. Notice that word, have obtained. Even before you were saved, your inheritance is there. Your inheritance is kept for you. Okay, it has already been accomplished, done. Normally what parents tell children, if you don't obey me, you will not get my inheritance. But God says, I have given it to you before even the creation of the world. Amen. Amen. It's the assurance that we have obtained an inheritance and that inheritance is only in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Our inheritance is sure. Our inheritance is certain. Pastor, let us in worship. He will not lie. Our inheritance is sure. The third point, the giving of our inheritance. We've seen the ground of our inheritance. We've seen our inheritance is sure. The third, the giving of our inheritance. Look at verse 11. Look at the second part. B, B part. Being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh. Now, as Christians, we are what we are by the goodness and by the grace of God. By this goodness and by His grace. So, so what are we? The question is, what am I? That's the question. He says you're predestined. So what am I? We are a new creation. Amen? Because of God's wonderful grace. See what God does it for you when you become a new creation. Number one, He chose us to be His children. Amen? Amen. Oh, thank you. He chose us to be citizens of heaven. Amen. Amen. This Amen. is your right. This is your passport. He has chosen you to be his children. He has chosen you to be citizens of heaven and joined as with Christ. What more we want? We have everything set for us. We are his children. We are on our way to heaven. We are going to be seated in high places with Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Look at verse 12. Look at verse 12. That we should be to the praise of His glory, who first trusted in Christ. We should always be willing or ready to praise and glorify God. By what? By our lifestyle. Amen? By our transforming life that we should bring glory to God. What did Jesus say in Matthew chapter 5 verse 16? Let us see what Jesus said. Let your light shine before men that they may see what? Your good works. If they see your bad works, they will do something else. They have to see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. God desires to make us a positive reflection of Him and not a negative reflection of Jesus. Amen? Amen. The fourth point. The guarantee of our inheritance. We are going to close. The guarantee of our inheritance. It's in verse 13, the last part, D part. And verse 14a, 13d, 14a, we will look at the guarantee of our inheritance. It says, we, we, are, we, yes, we, we are sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, okay, which is the earnest of our inheritance okay, until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of His glory. Amen. Pray. One minute. Any of you got NIV? Who's got a loud voice, NIV? Please read it, Pastor. NIV, when you believed, who somebody put their hand up? Okay, let me continue. When you believe, also, 
you were marked in him with a seal. The moment you believed in Jesus, you were marked with a seal, the promised promise Holy Spirit. Spirit. What? He is a deposit. The Holy Spirit is a deposit to you. What? Guaranteeing our inheritance. You see that? Guaranteeing our inheritance. What? Until the redemption of Until those. Until the redemption. Now look at verse 3. Anyone's got NLT? NLT. All, all King James Version people are here. Wow. Praise God. Okay. NLT. And when you believed in Christ, He identified you as His own. By giving you the Holy Spirit, whom He promised long ago, the Spirit is God's guarantee that He will give us an inheritance that He has promised. promised. Look at that. What more do you and I want? The Holy Spirit has been given to us as the first installment of our inheritance. The first installment. When you, see, when you go to buy something and you give the first installment, what does that mean? It means you're going to get the rest, Correct? You have to give it. So that's what God says. The Holy Spirit is God's guarantee to us that one day we will inherit everything in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Do you know that song which Pastor kept on saying? There was beautiful the worship was given today. It had everything blended with the message. I want to close with one thing. Let us put that up on the screen, sister. We are going to see what we studied last month and what we studied today. Last month we are looking at these scriptures and we are going to see what God has done is on the left and what God requires from us is on the right. Okay, this is last month's study. What God did for us is on the left and what God, what God requires from us is on the right. And let us look at it. Verse 1, 3. Yeah. Uh, fully, fully blessed. We are fully blessed. God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ you see Jesus. That? Every spiritual blessing. That's what we studied last month, verse 3. Yes. And what are we supposed to do? We pray. That's God. all. You heard what Pastor Abraham said at the starting? How many of you were attentive? What Pastor Abraham said? We praise. have come here to praise Him. All that He has done. Confirmation of the word today. Amen? Amen. And Pastor didn't say it once. He said it several times. And that's a confirmation. We are here to praise God. We are here to praise God for everything He has done. Look at verse 4, brothers. Yes. Spotless. He has made us spotless. God chose us before the foundation of the world mm. and made us holy. Number and one. Before the foundation of the world, what He has done? He has already made us holy. Amen. So when you get the Holy Spirit as a, as a deposit, the Holy Spirit starts transforming you every day, every moment. What? To be Holy and blameless, blameless in his sight. In his sight. You will be blame, blameful in everyone's sight. But God will make you blameless in his sight. And that's what is most important. Amen. 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 Next verse. Quickly, brother. God predestined and adopted us mm. as his own sons Amen. in his family. Praise God for that. Hallelujah. 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 Verse 6. God freely gave us His grace. God freely gave His grace to us. What are we supposed to do? We praise His glorious grace. That's all we are supposed to do. You see the scripture everywhere. God is only asking you one thing: just worship Him, just glorify Him, just give Him praise in the house. Amen. Next verse, quickly. God redeemed us, mm. brought us back to Himself mm. by paying the price mm. that was His death, and forgave us all, all our sins. All our sins. Verse seven. Verse eight. God lavished grace. 
wisdom and understanding upon us. You see, God has not given it in a small measure. Please look at it. He has lavished. Lavish means abundantly given to you. Abundantly poured it on you. Number one, He has lavished grace, wisdom, wisdom understanding, understanding in you. Amen? Amen. Showed us the mystery of His will, which He purposed in Christ. You have to know God's will, you have to know Christ. Apart from Christ, you will not know God's will. Amen? Amen. Mm-hmm. Yes, brother. God will submit everything to Christ. Everything that was in heaven we seen, and that, was, that is also on earth. Yes, next level. God has given us an inheritance in Christ. Mm. And as He predestined us, mm. He works everything out for us according to His own will and purpose. My brothers and sisters, if you are having trouble, here is this verse. He will work everything out for you. If you are having trouble, you are having doubt, here is the verse that you can claim. God, you will work out everything, everything according to His will and His purpose. Amen? Amen. Verse 12. God gave us awesome hope in Christ. We hope in Christ and praise His glory in doing That's all we are supposed to do. Next. God has sealed us with the Holy Spirit. Do we believe we believe the, You are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. 14. God has given us a guarantee of our inheritance by the Holy Spirit He has given us. He has made us His own possession. And we give praise to His glory. Can we give Him praise in His house? Hallelujah. All done. Hallelujah. We praise Two months study. Two months study. He showed what God has done for us. And God says, I only require one thing. Praise Him. Praise Him. That's all. You don't have to, you don't have to throw gold and silver. You don't have to walk with different type of clothes and go on. All you have to do is, God is only asking us one thing. And that is, praise Him. Praise Him. Let us stand up on our feet, please. As our pastor said in the first and the beginning, all we have to do is praise Him. Let us praise Him. We'll sing the song, We Give You Glory, Lord, as we worship You. We give You glory, Lord, as we worship You. We give You glory, Lord, as we worship You.
sing this song. I sing praises to your name. I sing praises to your name. Praise God. Oh, Lord. Praises to your name. anybody here in the house of God you have heard the message and if you are not giving your life to Jesus here is your chance this is your chance to give your life to Christ now I want to speak to the ones who are in Christ but for some reason are walking after the flesh you are in Christ but you're continuously walking in flesh. I want you to bow your heads and ask the Lord, Lord, it's enough what I've been doing. I've been walking for a long time after the flesh. I've been gratifying this flesh. My brothers and sisters, be very careful. The enemy is waiting. The enemy is waiting. If you do not walk under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, then some other spirit will take possession of you and take control of you. Say, Lord, it's enough what I've been doing. And help me, Lord God, to walk after the Spirit, Father. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that this day we make a commitment to walk after the Spirit, Lord God. To walk in obedience according to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Even as we remain in an attitude of prayer, let's just continue talking to God. We sang praises to the Lord. Speak praises to Him. Talk to Him. Talk. It's between you and God. Just praise Him. Don't give Him your shopping list. Just praise Him. Praise Him for who He is. Praise Him for everything that you can think about. Just talk to God. Say thank you. Say praise you God. If it was not for you, where would I be?
Father God, we just want to praise you, Lord Father. Every word that comes out of our mouths, Lord Father, let it bring praise and honor and glory to you, Lord Father. Father God, enough with our whining ways, Lord Father. Enough with our grumbling, Lord Father. Enough of our doubts, Lord Father. Enough of our questions to you, Lord Father. But Father God, we just want to praise you, Lord. Every waking moment of our lives, Lord, we just want to say praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord, for the breath that I have, Lord Father. Praise you, Lord Father, for the health that I have, Lord Father. Praise you, Lord, for the family I have, Lord Father. Praise you, Lord, that I can praise you, Lord. Just keep praising the Lord. There is no limit and there is no end to it. You heard today, the man of God told you, and you know it, that God made you by his own hands. But many of us, we were lost by our own ways and words. God made us His again by paying a price. A price so heavy that only He could pay it. Your neighbor can't pay it. Your dad couldn't have done that. Your, your son or daughter couldn't have done that. It's only God. Can you just praise Him for that? Can you just praise Him? If you can today say that you are a child of God, God is in you. You have given your life to Christ. And you are walking in His ways. You are not going after the flesh. But you are after His Spirit. You are a man and a woman more blessed than anybody else. If you haven't, brothers and sisters, there is yet an opportunity. If there is anyone here, maybe you heard it three minutes back when the man of God asked you whether you have given your life to Christ. You are still deciding. I am asking that question again. Is there anyone here who needs to know this Christ? Who needs to, to know this God who hung on that cross so that you could have eternal life? Do you want to know that, Lord? Are you in a position to say today, yes, it's me. If it is you, put up your hands. Don't worry about the person next to you. It's not about that person. If it is you, put up your hands. If you can recognize that the God who made you, the God who created you, could not bear to see you go the wrong way and so he died for you. Are you prepared to accept the Lord Jesus Christ? Philippians chapter 2 verse 10 and 11 says this and we read it that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and verse 11 
at every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Do you bend your knee at the name of Jesus? Or do you stand arrogant? Does your tongue confess the name of Jesus? Ask yourself that question and talk to God. Thank God for your redemption. Thank God for your inheritance. Don't take it lightly. God has spoken loud and clear. Say thank you. Father God, we thank you Lord for your words. We thank you for your cry to us Lord Father. Of reminding us once again Lord Father of what you did. And what you have for us Lord Father. Father God, I pray, Lord, that none of us will throw it away, Lord Father. None of us will chase after what this world has to offer, Lord. Because this world has to offer nothing, Lord. Father, what you have to offer for us is immeasurable. Father God, we thank you for your words. We give all glory to you. Father, we thank you for the man of God you used to stay, Lord. For your servant, Lord Father. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to minister unto him, Lord. Words of wisdom and knowledge, Lord. That he will come and stand here and exhort your name, Lord Father. Help us to understand the love you have for us, Lord. Even as he teaches us, Lord. Pray, Lord, that your anointing will be poured out upon him, Lord. Bless him and his family. We commit them into your hands. We pray, Lord, that your hand of blessing will be upon that family. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Church, let's move outside. And let's continue fellowshipping with each other as we move out.